you're new and you haven't filled out a welcome card, a connection card in front is, is, is a connection card you can fill out and uh, give it to the welcome kiosk or see the welcome kiosk out there. Ryan, are you working the kiosk today? You can see Ryan. Ryan's working the kiosk today. All kinds of areas to serve. And I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Matt. He has part three of Out of the Shallows, and it talks about working out. And we thought that the best one to address working out, well, he's the most fit, so you got it. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, I, I do, I have started doing some exercises at home. I don't, you may not actually think that from, you may think I need to start working out, but just don't worry about that. Um, you know, I do want to say thank you so much uh, to the board and to all of you guys. You know, we love being here. I, I've said before, Rebecca and I love being here. We feel like family here. Um, but I did want to throw this out at you, especially with what we're talking about today. You know, w one of the best, if not the best way to show your pastor that you appreciate them is, is to grow in your walk with God. Just, just take a step in growing with God. There's nothing that, that brings a pastor more joy or more fulfillment, more confidence um, than that. And so, you know, I just want to say that um, that's what we're talking about today. Um, but speaking of working out, I, I want to tell you about this product that you really need. It's going to revolutionize your life. Are you ready for this? It's called Jawsercise. That's right. Take a look at the screen. Jawsercise. This is real, okay? So if you're not happy with your jawline, you're not happy with the way that it looks, for just $29.99, you can buy this little rubber device and chew it all day, and you're going to see a difference. You're going to work out. You don't even have to change anything about your life. You can sit down. You can be at the couch. Just be, you know, you just chew it. That's all you do. Do a bunch of reps, and you're going to see a difference. It's awesome. It's a real product. can totally revolutionize your life. So it is a real product. I know some people that uh, actually bought this. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not endorsing it. This is not sponsored in any way. You go on YouTube, lots of videos are sponsored. This is not sponsored by Jaws or Size. It's just a funny example of uh, <laughs> kind of what we're talking about today. You know, um, what we're talking about is getting spiritually fit and this idea of going out of the shallows into the deep. And so when it comes to working out, this is an example of kind of being on the shallow end of working out. You know what? I really want to change the way I look. I'm not happy with how I am physically. I want to lose some weight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy jaws or size, just 30 bucks. I don't even have to change my schedule. I don't have to get all sweaty. You know what I'm saying? I could just sit right here on the couch and work out. Well, we know that really you can't work out on the couch, right? If you want to change the way that you look physically, if you want to work out, burn some fat, gain some muscle, you can't work out on the couch. We, we know that. And, and I think it's funny, this product is appealing to the part of us that wants to change without actually having to change, <laughs> you know? That's, that's what it's appealing to. And, you know, this, that's what this series is about, out of the shallows, into the deep, for those of us who want to go deeper in our walk with God. There's some people here today that you're maybe new to the faith or a new Christian, or you feel like kind of new to the faith. Man, if you're ready to go deeper, you're hungry for God's word, you're hungry to be doing what God wants you to do, then this is for you, this series and today's message. If maybe you're here, you're a veteran Christian, you're, but you know you're not satisfied. You, you've got that healthy dissatisfaction. I want to go deeper in my walk with God. I want to be in God's will. I want to know more of what he has for me. 
this is for you too. Even if you're here and there may be some people who, who are not Christian, maybe you'd say you're more of a skeptic, but you're wondering, you know, is this, is this stuff real? Should I be taking Jesus, Christianity, the Bible, should I be taking it more seriously? This is for you today too. It's for anybody who wants to grow and go deeper. If you're a happy camper, if you're kind of good where you're at, then maybe this one isn't so much for you. I hope it sparks something in you today. But if you're ready to grow deeper, if you're ready to grow in your walk with God, that's what we're talking about today. And so when it comes to, you know, physical fitness, your body composition, it's all about calories in versus calories out. And I think you know this already, right? So I can't sit on the couch and, and work out, right? I can't eat my way to abs. It'd be pretty nice, right? If I could just, I, I opened a bag of uh, sour cream and onion chips yesterday and I got a little further than I meant to. You know, I just kind of was sitting there. It'd be nice if somehow I got like toned from that, right? That doesn't work. But you, do, you need calories in. If you don't take any calories in, you're, you know, it's not, it's not going to work out. You're going to die. You need, you need calories in. But then there's also calories out, right? And so that's going to be from running, uh, working out, cardio, sports, anything like that. Car uh, calories in, calories out. And if you get to the place where you can be having more calories out than in, now you're starting to burn body fat. And that's, if you want to change how you look physically or whatever you want to work out, that's, that's what you have to do. So the question is, how about spiritually? How about if I want to change the way that I look spiritually? What if I want to grow spiritually? What if I'm not satisfied with the way I look spiritually? Again, maybe you're here, you have, a, you have that healthy dissatisfaction. Hey, you know the Lord maybe, or, or, or maybe, you're, again, you're new to faith, but you say, man, I, I want more. I want to go deeper. What do you do? What do you do? Well, most of us do, if you're like me, we just kind of turn up the calories in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I want to go deeper in my walk with God, <clears throat> I'm going to start listening to more sermons I'm going to, uh, on your phone now today or on your computer, it's easier than ever to be listening to sermons, watching sermons. I can give you a list how many different preachers that I listen to. I listen to more than just a Sunday sermon. I listen to sermons throughout the week. Or you want, um, you know, you want to go deeper in your walk with God. So listen to some more worship music, right? Uh, listen to worship music, not just on Sunday, but like, I don't know, when you're driving. How about when you're getting dressed? When you're cooking dinner, turn up the worship music because, you know, I want to go deeper in my walk with God. There's so many different things that we do. Maybe you try to increase your quiet time. You know what? My quiet time, reading the Bible, praying, it's usually, I don't know, clocks in around 20 minutes. Let me, I want to go deeper. Let me make it 45. I bet I'll go deeper if, it, if, I, if I make my quiet time longer. Because the thing is, we think that the more God works the deeper my faith will get. We believe that the more God works, the deeper my faith will get. But here's kind of the, really the crux of the sermon today, is what if we're getting that backwards? What if we're getting it backwards? In fact, I would say from the scripture that we're going to read today, I think we are getting it backwards. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But I think it's, it's obvious physically, you can't work out on the couch. It's, it's calories in and calories out. It's obvious. We, we know this, but somehow spiritually, we, we look for that jaws or size equivalent. God, I'm ready to grow in you. Uh, $29.99, I'm not going to move from this couch. I'm ready to go deeper. Somehow, we, we, it's not as obvious spiritually, but it, we do the same thing. And so I, the scripture that we're going to read today, it's going gonna, 
you know, shed some light, I think it's going to make it real clear for us what we need to do if you want to go deeper. And so the scripture we're going to read, it's in the letter uh, to Philippians, the, the Philippian church. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there. I'll have it on the screen in a minute. Book of Philippians, and it was written by the Apostle Paul. Now, the Apostle Paul was a church planner, wrote over half the New Testament, and um, he, he was a church planter during the Roman Empire, and so he planted a church in the Roman colony called Philippi, and that's why this is called the letter to the Philippians. He wrote this letter while he was in prison. He was in prison for his faith. He was in prison for being a Christian. But he personally planted this church, so he was personally invested in them. He was invested in the future of their faith. He wanted them to grow. He wanted them to go deeper. So he wrote this. This is like his game plan. Hey, you want to grow? Hey, you want to go deeper in your walk with God? This is what you need to do. He gives them some instructions. It's a great passage of scripture that uh, some of us in the room have probably read before. But let me read it together. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 12. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Now, hey, I'm not with you. This is the game plan. This, I, I know you're good. I, I want you to keep growing. Here's the game plan. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It is God who works in you. Man, has anybody ever had God work in you before? I'm sure all over this room, right? We can talk about all different ways that God has worked in us. It's so special when God does a work inside of us. A lot of times it will happen in a sermon that maybe you've experienced this before. You're sitting there and you're hearing the pastor preach and you're like, wait a minute, is he preaching to me? Like, how does he know that's exactly what I'm dealing with? That's God doing a work in you. And sometimes it happens, maybe you've experienced this, you come to the altar and you encountered God in a special way. Uh, maybe it was emotional, maybe you had a miracle happen, but you, you had God do a work in you. Or even like during a worship song, sometimes, sometimes it's like you sing these lyrics and it's actually like what you were trying to express and you didn't know it until you sang those words. Or in a Bible study with a group of people or by yourself, I don't know if you've experienced this before where, where the words they, they, it feels like they jump off the page, like, this was written for me right now. How did they know? How did God know? How, what? And that's, that's God doing a work in you. And it's so special when that happens. But this passage isn't just about God doing a work in you. It's, if we're thinking about that calories in and calories out idea, it's not just about calories in, God working in you. Look, look what else it says. It says, for it is God who works in you. Four, so because it is God who works in you. So if you want the game plan to go deeper, this is like the motivation of the game plan. Like this is, this is why you want to do it, because God will work in you if you do this. And so what's the game plan? What does he say? Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Continue to work out your salvation. That's it. Put it into practice. Exercise your faith. Do something. That's how you go deeper. That's what it is. That's all it takes. Do it with fear and trembling. Do it like it matters. Do it like it matters. Not when you remember. Not when you get around to it. Not when your mom asks you, hey, did you, you know, 
No, do it like it matters. Do it with reverence and awe. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's simpler than you think. It just means if you want to go deeper in your faith, you just have to get up off the couch and do something. And now some of you in the room may feel like, Matt, is that like the whole sermon? Because I, I thought we were going deeper today. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were talking, you know, going deep. Like this, this doesn't sound that deep. I'm ready to go deeper. You want to go deeper? Let's see. Uh, the word for workout, let's talk, this was written in Koine Greek. It's a language that we don't really use anymore. It's connected to Greek today. This is what Paul wrote it in. And the Greek word used for working out, it's um, katergazomai. I believe that's how you say it. And um, some other definitions, other ways it could be translated is to accomplish, implying that it's something done with thoroughness, to do, to perform. It's a marker uh, to prepare, to make ready. So work out, do something, do it with thoroughness. Just put it into practice, do something. Do something that God wants you to do. Maybe if there's a character trait that you need to work on, Going deeper in your faith is working on it, not making excuses. We did that series, uh, You're Not the Boss of Me. We talked about different emotions. Anger, maybe that's an emotion, or, or patience. You know what? I just don't have a lot of patience, Pastor. It's not really who I am. That's kind of part of my personality. You know what I'm saying? Like other people, they're, they're blessed with that gift. Well, <laughs> going deeper in your faith would be to not make excuses and to start to change it about yourself. That would go deeper. Maybe it means forgiving somebody. That's not always easy, but that is a way to go deeper in your faith. Maybe it's loving someone, inviting someone to church, being generous with your time and with your money, but that is going deeper, doing something with your faith. You know, most Christians, many Christians and many religious people, we spend so much time on the couch. We spend so much time on the couch, and, and we're ready. We say, God, I want to go deeper. God, I'm here. I'm not going to move, Lord. I'm ready. I'm going to stay here until I go deeper. And maybe Jesus is a little like, well, yeah, I know that's the problem. Like, can you get up and, and work out your salvation? Here's another way of saying it. A deep faith is one that is exercised. A deep faith is one that is exercised. It's not enough to just work out on the couch. What's true of jawsercise uh, physically, jawsercise, oh, I want, I want to work out. I'll just buy jawsercise and don't have to change anything about myself. I'll just, you know, chew this thing and I'll, I'll, I'll be great. What's true physically of jaws or size is true spiritually as well. It's not enough to just work out on the couch. If you want deep faith, you've got to do something. And this is important for all of us to hear. All of us, me and myself included, trust me, I'm absolutely in this, but everyone in the room, it's so important for us as Christians to understand this because this is, this is like, this is what we do. Like, you know, does this at all sound familiar? Like, oh man, uh, uh, you know, th th this verse I read the other day, it really spoke to my heart. And um, what's that song that Pastor Bonnie played today in worship? Like, man, I, I get so emotional every time I hear that song. And um, uh, did you hear this, the latest Stephen Furtick uh, sermon from Elevation? It was so good. Like, it was about racism and this. And I mean, people got to listen. People need to know that stuff. And well, right now, media, did you listen to the, uh, the Bible study by Mark uh, Francis Chan? He, he does it on the Gospel of Mark. It's an awesome study. I love it. It's so convicting to me. Does that sound familiar at all? <laughs> We spend time on the couch with all these calories in, all these spiritual calories in, but sometimes we just got to get up off the couch and do something. Here's maybe another way to say it. Deep 
is not a collection of experiences. Hey, Pastor Matt, I want to go deeper in my faith. Well, I want to encourage you right now. Deeper is not a collection of experiences. I think a lot of times as Christians, we can be experience collectors. You know, by itself, an experience, that's just the shallow end. That's like jaws are sized. That's, that's just the shallow end. Going to a three-day conference, for example, going to a three-day conference doesn't make you a deeper Christian. Just like, come on, you probably know, sitting in a garage for three days doesn't make you a car, right? Just going somewhere, me watching football, watching NFL three days in a row, nonstop, that doesn't make me an NFL player. Deeper is not a collection of experiences. By itself, an experience, that's just the shallow end of our faith. Deep is a collection of applied experiences. Deep is a collection of applied experiences. You go to a three-day conference, and you come back and you do something about it, yeah, that can change your life. You go to a three-day conference, and you bless somebody else as a result of it, that can change your faith forever. Deep is a collection of applied experiences. And again, I think a lot of times in Christian circles, and I'm not, I'm not a hate on anyone here or, or our church. I just think Christians in general, a lot of times we can be these experience collectors. And we say, God, I'm ready to go deeper. I want some more from you. And, and that's good. Our heart's in the right place. But, but we can be collecting these experiences and not applying them. And Paul says, hey, continue to work out your salvation. A deep faith is one that is exercised. Amazing experiences and God doing something in our life, that is, it's a beautiful picture of spiritual health. It's absolutely necessary. Just like physically, calories in, you're going to die if you don't take any calories in. Like, I want to lose some weight. I'm going to do zero calories. Like, (laughs) the zero calorie diet is not going to work. We need God to do a work in us spiritually as well, but at, at most, that's half of the picture of spiritual health. The other half is what do we do about it? Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I mean, this is how I know it's true. For those of you guys who know your Bibles well, you know the Gospels, think about Jesus. Think about about Jesus and his disciples and how he did things with them. You know, in hindsight, Jesus' ministry was about three years that he spent with his disciples. So, Look, like I said, in hindsight, if we knew Jesus was coming right now, he was going to be here for three years with us. I don't know what you think, but I would think, let's lock him in a room somewhere, all right? We're going to all go in there, and we're going to listen to everything he says. Jesus, teach me. I'm ready to absorb it all, because, you know, it's only a couple years, and he's going to be out of here. We'll we'll get uh, Grubhub, uh, DoorDash, we'll get food come in here, because I can't leave Jesus' presence. And, you know, once he leaves, then I guess... All right, then I'll go out there now, I'll tell people I knew this guy, Jesus. It was really cool when he was around. You know, that's, that's what I would think in hindsight. That's how I would want to treat it. But when you read how Jesus and his disciples were, they didn't collect experiences. They weren't only collecting experiences with Jesus. Jesus was constantly sending them out. He's teaching them. He's doing a work in them. And then he's like, hey, go out. Uh, I'll give, I give you authority to cast out demons. That's pretty intense. They come back. They're like, hey, the demons listen to us. Are you? are you the son of God? Are you like, they don't have a fully developed theology about Jesus. They don't have a full developed theology about heaven and hell or the Trinity or these other things. But Jesus, he understood this principle. Jesus, I think there's something to this, that Jesus knew this is how you develop spiritual muscle, work in and work out. Jesus was doing a work in them and he was sending them out at the same time while he was here. I think Jesus used this method 
which means it's something that you and I need to try out. You know, so if you want to go deeper in your faith, do something about it. Deep faith is one that is exercised. So if you want to go deeper, you should try. Maybe if you've never been like a youth leader before, I'm going to tell you what. You try to be a youth leader, that's going to make you go deeper in your faith. It's going to, you're going to need to use some patience. You're going to try to be a mentor figure in, in their life. You're going to try to uh, give them spiritual sound advice, be somebody who listens to them. That's going to force you to go deeper in your faith. Or maybe a kid's worker. If you've never been a kid's worker before, you help out on Sundays or in events, that's going to make you go deeper in your faith. Or uh, you could quit, I guess, if you're not a kid's or a youth person. <laughs> only, only do those things if you know you love teenagers, you love kids. If you're not a kid's person, you may end up quitting. But you know what I'm saying. When you do something, right? When you love somebody who's different than you. When you love, think about somebody who's maybe going to vote differently than you this election. When you love them anyway. Oh, hold on a second. Wait, what did you just say? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna cause your faith to go deeper, to have patience with someone else, to hear, well, why would you do that? Well, why do you think that? That's going to make your faith go deeper. To defeat a sin in your life, that's going to make you go deeper. Instead of, we talked about this on Monday with the young adults, instead of just, uh, instead of just confessing a sin, God, I, you know, I'm a sinner. Lord, I, I did it again. Lord, I, I got this issue. God, I, I'm sorry. Instead of just confessing, how about repenting of that sin, turning around and changing your ways, getting some accountability in your life and getting it out of your life? Yeah, that's going to make your faith go deeper. You're going to develop some spiritual muscles that you never knew you could have. It's just a byproduct of what happens when you work out what God is working inside of you. It's just what's going to happen. If you want a deep faith, do something. And so probably the best way to sum it up, what Paul is saying is, is just that work out what God is working in. Work out what God is working in. You know, when I was in youth ministry, we always had a, a walkaway point. If you forgot the whole sermon, this is the thing you need to remember. Uh, and this is today's walkaway point. Work out what God is working in. Uh, say it to somebody next to you. Look at somebody next to you and say, work out what God is working in. That's right, man. That's what it's all about. And here's what Paul says will happen. Oh, and you know what? I actually don't think I have the uh, verse on the slide, but you can listen. Verses 14, uh, 14 through 16, Paul says this. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Which, I mean, we, we could probably preach about that right now, but that's okay. Uh, without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. We know it, it's dark in the world, outside in the world. It's, it's dark right now, especially right now. We, we, know, we know that. We know that. It says, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. When you make this shift, when you start to work out what God is working in, you see a change. There's a quality to your character. There's a quality to your being. There's a quality to your soul that will stand out among other people, that you will shine among other people because you're different. That's not too bad, huh? That's not a bad promise. If you make this shift, when you do this, he says that your experiences won't be in vain. He says, he says I'll know that I, I wouldn't have toiled or worked in vain. So what are you saying? You're saying if God works in my life, that, that it could be in, in vain? It could be for nothing? Yep. 
That's what Paul's saying. He's like, if you work out what God is working in, then I'll know that all those working and all those God experiences won't be for nothing. Man, how could our experiences with God be for nothing? How could that be true? Because there are other people who need to experience the love of God. If you have experienced the love of God in your life that he has richly poured out on you, there are other people that need to experience God's love. We, we know that. Look, think of those around you. If you've experienced the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, that, Lord, I don't deserve your salvation. I don't deserve your forgiveness, but you've given it to me, Lord. It's so beautiful. I've experienced this work that you've done in my heart. Now, I'm not going to make it for nothing. I'll work out what, God, you're working inside of me, and I'll share that with someone else. There are other people that need that love and compassion. Work out what God is working in. A deep faith is one that is exercised. An exercised faith will shine among other people. Work out what God is working in. And so what do you do? What are some of those ways? I want to give you some that I see in this passage, some, some great ones that we can do. But here's what I want to encourage you with. Don't wait to do this. Don't wait to work out your faith. You know, that's what we're tempted to do. Say, well, okay, I'll, I'll think about this now. I'll think about it when I get around to it. Um, you know, it, it's COVID right now. I, I don't know, the coronavirus, once that blows over, I think we're, we're tempted. We're tempted to sit on the couch even. You say, you know what? Uh, you know, Pastor Matt, I'm not, I'm not a workout person. I'm not a gym person. You know what I mean? Like, see, that's not how some people are like that. I'm not a gym rat. I, that's more your thing, I guess. And, and trust me, let me just say, I'm not at all a gym rat, not in the least. Uh, this is a, that's a big deal for me right there. But so if, if, if that's you, you're, you're like, ah, I don't know when I get to it, I think I'll, no, get up off the couch. The longer that we wait, we're only going to get in the way of what God wants to do in us and through us. The longer we wait, we're only going to get in the way of what God wants to do in us and through us. You say, oh, well, it's coronavirus, Pastor Matt. Honestly, I can't tell if people are smiling when they got a mask on. I'm just not sure. I'm not seeing a lot of people right now. I, I don't even know what to do. I want to encourage you right now. This, this has been on my heart for a while. God has given us an opportunity that he's given to very few Christians, and that's to be a Christian during a pandemic. That's an opportunity that God has not given to many Christians, and you have the opportunity to be a Christian in a pandemic. I don't know about you, but I'm going to take advantage of that. I want to shine like a light at this time. And so how, how do you work out what God is working in? Let me give you a couple right now. Serve somewhere. Serve somewhere. It's that, it's that simple. Here's what he says. For those of you guys who, who are a little more eagle-eyed, you're thinking about the verse. We're going deeper today, Pastor Matt. You notice that the first word that I shared from verse 12, it says, therefore, much more my absence, blah, blah, continue to work out your salvation. Therefore, well, good Bible students should know what's it there for. And so, well, I'll tell you what it's there for. If you read all of chapter 2, the context of this, Paul is talking about our attitude and how we should act and how we should behave. And he says, think about Jesus. Jesus himself, our Lord and Savior, he humbled himself. He was God, but he took the form of a servant. He, he humbled himself. for me. He died on the cross. He gave his life up for someone else. And we, therefore, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you. It's in the context of Jesus' life who served. Jesus said it this way. Jesus says that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You're, you're never more like Jesus than when you serve. And so 
serve somewhere. You want to go deeper in your faith. You want to work out what God is working in, serve somewhere. And you can do that. There's a few different ways. Serve personally, sure. Serve your neighbor, serve a family member, serve a coworker, see the needs around you. But you can join a serve team too. We have the, the ways to serve card um, at the welcome table, right? Find a place, be part of a serve team. You, you, can, you can serve that way. Or even, and I think this is great, our life groups, most of our life groups are doing a service project, kind of a small community project. And the idea is if, you know, say we have 10 groups, do 10 different small projects, something at a school, something for the police department or whatever it may be. You know, those are 10 different community touch points that all of a sudden our church has. That's amazing. And if we do that two, three times a year, now we have 20, 30 community touch points. Now we're serving our community that many times a year. That's amazing. And so even if you're in a group right now and your life group leader said, hey, you know, the church, we're talking about doing a service project, you know, instead of, instead of rolling your eyes, like, well, that's, that's more your thing. I, I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to study the Greek word for workout. <laughs> and you guys can do the service project. That's not my thing. No, no, work out what God is working in. Serve somewhere. Serve somewhere. Just like God has served you. And so what else can you do? Invite someone. Invite someone. He says uh, that <clears throat> work out what God's working in. It's God who works in you to fulfill his good purpose, right? To will and to act, for, to fulfill his good purpose. What's God's purpose? We know it, right? Peter says it this way. He says that uh, God doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants all to come to repentance. We know Jesus is to go and make disciples. And so we need to invite someone. If God has worked in your life, if you have experienced the grace of God, you're ready to raise your hands and worship and say, Lord, I love you. I'm thankful to you, Lord. Then share that with somebody. There are other people in your life. You know, you know, like, uh, you know how people who love going to the gym, you know, they're always trying to recruit you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yo, you should come with me. I got a free pass. You're like, you know, come on. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But you're kind of like, well, I should work out, I guess, but I don't want to because whatever, right? It's kind of the same thing when you've experienced it. You've got to share it. You've got to invite someone else. Since I started doing some exercises, I feel so much better. I've been trying to get my brother to work out and other people and stuff. It's funny, but it's the same thing. So tune in to those around you. Who in your area of influence needs to experience the love of God? Who in your area of influence needs to experience the grace of God and his forgiveness? God has placed you where you are. And it may be a matter of saying, you know what? hey, you should come to church this Sunday. I think it'd be great. And you say, well, they, they've said no in the past. That's all right. Hey, invite them again. That's all right. You say, well, it's, it's coronavirus. I don't think they really want to come. You say, hey, that's all right. Maybe this is the best time for them to come. Maybe they're, they're itching to come to church and they're waiting for you to be that person to invite them. If God has worked in you, then you need to work out what God has done in your life. And so work out what God is working in. Here's the last one. Earn your calories. Earn your calories. And I don't know if you've heard this term before. People say this, but kind of it's like that idea if you like, you know, you run a mile. So I earned that pizza, you know. <laughs> like I ran, a mile, I ran it off. I did that on Monday. I did do a, a workout at home, and then I saw an apple cider donut, and I said, you know, tis the season. I think I earned this donut, and that's all right. And so earn your calories. It's the same idea. Again, many of us, we like to listen to sermons and sermon series, and, and worship music, and uh, again, I'll give you a list, man. You want a list of, hey, pastor, who do you listen to? I, I got a bunch. I could tell you, you know, uh, you, we, we like to do that. Even right now, media, again, we, we have so many different Bible studies that you can check out now, but 
are you earning all those calories in? It's like that idea of, of that. So maybe, maybe before you watch the next one, the next video, before you listen to the next sermon series, what are you going to do about the last one that you just listened to? Before I read the next chapter in my Bible and I'm ready to go deeper, what am I going to do about the one I just read? Before I read chapter 4, what am I going to do about chapter 3? Earn your calories. Work out what God wants to do. Work out what God is working in. Man, we have the Holy Spirit, right? He wants to do a work in us and through us. It's so important. And I hope that you get this. The application for today, it's not to, it's not to hate on experiences. We need God to do a work in us. That's what he says. God does a work in you. If you don't have any calories in, you're going to die. We need God to do something in us. But this is supposed to match our experiences of God. Let me give you some examples. Does anyone know who this is? <laughs> this is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And if you can't tell from this photo, he works out. <laughs> you know how many calories a day this guy eats? 5,000 calories a day. He has 5,000 calories a day. All right, here's, here's another one. Does anyone know who this is? Michael Phelps, possibly the greatest Olympic athlete of all time. Michael Phelps, he's a swimmer. You know how many calories at his peak? You know how many calories a day he ate? 12,000 calories a day is what he ate. I saw a video one time of what he ate for breakfast. It's like stacks and stacks and stacks of pancakes and French toast, and he had like syrup on it. I'm like, you eat this? I thought you're like an Olympian. And like, yeah, he swims it all off in the morning. He has 12,000 calories a day. And so when I say earn your calories, I, I don't want anyone here to feel guilted by any means. I hope that you feel inspired, that you see, wait a minute, that, that we need all these calories inside of us because we're working out so much. What God is doing inside of us, we need all those calories. Man, what could it be like? What could our church be doing? What could we be doing if we were, if we were experiencing that? If, what kind of spiritual weight could we be lifting if, if we were working out what God is working in inside of us? Man, I've talked to some people in church who say, wouldn't it be cool to have a move of God after COVID? What if people were coming? Yeah, it would. It would be awesome. And so, man, I want to work out what God is working in in my life so I'm ready for whatever God wants to do. I want him to keep working inside of me so I'm going to work out what God is working in. And here's what I want to do as we close, Pastor Bonnie, and the worship team, you guys can come up. I know we're uh, hitting our time here. But I want to give you some quick examples of, of people in our church. I didn't really ask for their permission. I just wanted to, uh, you know, celebrate them. I think they're doing a great job who are working out what God is working in. One of our young adults, Abby, she's working out what God is working in. She's doing, uh, she's being a light at her job. She's told me about somebody that she's been praying for for a while, that she, they'd come to faith in Christ, and she was like, you know, I, I don't know if they will. It's just kind of something I've been committing to God. And, and now this person has come to faith in Christ. It's been a process. It wasn't one moment, but now they're a Christian. They go to another church. They were baptized. And I know, as being her pastor, that I know she's being a light at her job, that she works out what God works in, that when God does something in her heart, she's not embarrassed to say it at her job. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, this is what I'm wrestling through right now. I asked some people to pray for me. Um, you know, she'll, she, she's open about her faith. She, she'll say, oh, I'm listening to a sermon. I'm listening to a podcast. And so I know that that has made a difference when it comes to her witness at her job. 
You know, someone else I think about is Stephanie, who's leading one of our Zoom groups, that she's working out what God is working in. Same thing. She told me about somebody that uh, she's been praying for, and she said, I don't know if they've come to church before. I, I don't know if they would be into that, but they messaged her and said, hey, I'd love to sit in on your Zoom group. And I know it's because she works out what God is working in. When, when God does a work in her life, she's not embarrassed. She's not afraid. She's, she, she lets other people know what God is doing, and I know that's making a difference. And I know even today, Speed the Light Sunday for our students, man, what a great way to work out what God is working in. If you're here today, you're a teenager giving to Speed the Light, that's amazing. By helping to purchase vehicles and equipment for missionaries, man, so you can be there on a Wednesday night, hands up in worship and experiencing the love of God, hearing the message from Pastor Jamal, your youth leader loving you and praying for you. That's God doing a work in you. And then so when you work maybe at Chick-fil-A or Hobby Lobby and you give sacrificially to speed the light, now you're working out what God's been doing in you. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is the deep stuff. And so I'm going to invite uh, everyone, you can stand to your feet as we wrap up today. We said that you can't work out on the couch, right? It's this idea of calories in and calories out. It's what's true physically is true spiritually. So we said a deep faith is one that is exercised. Paul says, continue to work out your salvation because it's God who works in you. Deep isn't a collection of experiences. It's not just experiences only. It's a collection of applied experiences. So work out what God is working in. Serve somewhere. Serve somewhere. Jesus served you so you can serve somewhere. Invite someone. Share what has happened in your life. Bring them out to church on a Sunday. Earn your calories. Earn your calories. Hey, before I read that next chapter, before I listen to that next sermon, what can I do about the one I just listened to? And so I know we're, we're uh, you know, we're wrapping up here today, but I think this makes a lot of sense on a sermon like today to have an opportunity to come forward. Why? Because again, it's just, it's just a symbol of something inside. If you come out of your seat today and you come to the altar, it's because you're saying, I'm not I'm not satisfied. If you're here today, you say, I do want to go deeper, Pastor Matt. I, I want to go deeper in my walk with God. If you're maybe a veteran Christian here today, you say, yeah, I, I did serve before and, and God spoke to me, but I'm ready. I, I want to be in God's will. I want to do a little bit more. I want to invite you to come out of your seat today. You know, you can come on out right now as we're going to sing a song. You can come to your seat, uh, out of your seat, run on up to the altar. Why? Because it's an opportunity for you to, to stretch your physical muscles uh, to say that, man, I want to stretch my spiritual muscles, Lord God. I want, I, I want you to do a work in and through me, God. I want to go deeper today, Lord. And so if that's you, you say, I'm not satisfied today. We'll, we won't make it long. If you say, but God, I, I'm not satisfied. I don't want to just stay on the couch, Lord. I want you to do a work in me. I want to invite you to come out of your seat. Just have a moment today with God if you're able to. You say, yeah, that's me. That's me. I I don't, want to st I don't want to stay on the couch. Don't wait till next week. Don't put it off. Don't say, well, I think next week I'll be a little bit more serious about my walk with God. That's when I'll really make a decision. How about today? Just take the, a, a, a physical move represents a spiritual move. 